This is Flyperbole with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth. Tonight's podcast is brought to you by being cheap and buying a few fans for your old computer so it doesn't overheat and really piss you off. It's a good, good product. It's August, and frankly, is there ever a better time to fire the general manager of your hockey team than the begin late July, early August, after the drafts happened, free agency, all that? You know what? Let's now, just now, fire the GM of our hockey team. I thought you were going to say, what better time than August to fire the general manager of the Minnesota Wild? Like we all had the the power or the chance to just fire uh, Paul Fenn from the Minnesota Wild. But yeah, yeah. Well, let's... it's true that we, we each get, uh, th- there's a pass given out by the U.S. government with your tax returns. And it's good for one firing of a Minnesota Wild GM in your lifetime. And... <laughs> They're never going to get it built together there. They're never going to get that team off the ground. They're just the new GMs fired every 45 minutes. It's terrible. <laughs> it's my turn. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Paul Fenton. He's uh, he's now unemployed. And uh, probably for good reason. I mean, he did a pretty shitty job. He was there for 14 months, according to my quick math. And uh, he didn't do a lot right. Uh, but now he's gone. And he... Might be replaced by somebody we know, but before that, let's let's make fun of uh, his horrible trades, his quotes, uh, and pretty much how everybody overhyped Paul Fenton for being a pretty bad GM. Uh, is Paul Fenton the the lizard guy from a few weeks ago? Paul Fenton is indeed the lizard guy from a few weeks ago. Steve, he's the lizard king. Paul Fenton is Paul the, Fenton lizard, is the king. lizard king. And I'm gonna read. This is this is the way we're gonna start it. So I'm gonna read his quote about signing Matt Zuccarello. Quote, one of the top playmakers in the league, if you watch the way that he plays and dissects the offensive zone in particular. I told him when I was talking to him that he's like a lizard, the way a lizard takes his tongue and sticks it as far as it does and retrieves what it was trying to do. When you look at Matt's, he's not the tallest in stature, but he uses an incredibly long stick and he reaches in the piles, comes out with things, and most of the time, Guys be awkward with a stick that is as long as he uses, but he's so natural, fluid, smooth, he comes out with things and he's able to make plays. I feel like you could take these quotes and apply them to a porn star and yeah. it would basically be the same. <laughs> I just I, I just like that he you know, when you look at him, he's not the tallest in stature, but he uses an incredibly long stick and he reaches into piles comes out with things and most of the time guys will be awkward with a stick that is as long as he uses but he's so natural fluid smooth he comes out and with things and he's able to make plays i just like uh i just like that is just that is just a a horrifying (laughs) horrifying scenario to think about and i am sorry for implanting that in all of your brains but at the same time pretty funny i just like the idea that I just like how he uses things. He reaches in the piles, you know, like piles along the board to pick up the puck, but he's just keeps referring them to things. Like one time he's going to come out of the way of like a board battle 
and he's gonna pull out a stick and like a birthday cake's gonna come out or like I don't know, <laughs> like a like a, a a party hat or something. like it's just like something it's a rabbit like why it's just gonna be pucks it's always pucks it's never been every single time someone's going into a board battle they come away with a puck that's what it is it's nothing else it's it's a clone of himself without fingers <laughs> Starts like pulling away, just like a small car comes out. He's like, Oh, I didn't know that was it could fit down the ice. Like, it's just pucks. That's all it is. But that was that it's one. It's the Elder God Cthulhu. <laughs> that was that quote. And then the other one that isn't as good was about how he likes big guys. Uh, the thing I liked is when guys came up to our table and they were taller than me. He said this to Michael Russo at the NHL draft. We've had some smaller prospects, good hockey players, but every time somebody came up and they were much taller, you got a smile on a lot of our faces. Just funny. Dude, he's got a type. He's got a type, and it's not Matt Zuccarello, which is the the best player he added to the team, which I think is funny too. But Matt Zuccarello, like if Matt Zuccarello is your best addition, you got some problems. By the way, I know that sounds crazy, and I I do like Zuccarello, but like looking at, I mean, you look at his transactions. I I don't know who would necessarily be uh, second because <laughs> when you look at his trades. I always make fun of it. We always talk about him here, the uh, Niederreiter for Victor Ask trade. I forgot about the Michael Granlin, uh, Mikel Granlin for Kevin Fiala trade. I mean, that wasn't, that was not great. Uh, and then Charlie, Charlie Coyle for Ryan Donato and a 2019 conditional fourth. I thought, um, I mean, I think Coyle's a little overvalued, but I feel like maybe he could have gotten something else for that. I don't know. But. Yeah, best signing was Zuccarello. The guy, uh, Philip Johansson, who they drafted the 24th overall in 2018, apparently is just a terrible pick. Uh, he was taken way too early. They've, he fired the analytics staff with the Wild, uh, and he almost gave away Zucker uh, a couple times, but was willing to trade Zucker away to add Jack Johnson to his team. Uh, so he, uh, I'm surprised he lasted a year. <laughs> Yeah, like it, it's, it's if, he long, probably would have yeah. gotten shit canned if that trade actually went through. I I would think so, yeah. But it's yeah, I I don't have to say. I think this all comes. Charlie uh, pointed out how uh, Zach Parisi had an interview with uh, Michael Russo from the Athletic, I think on Sunday, and pretty much was talked about like the direction of the Wild, and he wasn't certain what they were doing. And then that may have gotten the ball rolling towards Fenton getting fired uh, in late July. Which, as you pointed out, Steve, is uh, is something because I. I'm just started. imagining. I'm imagining the Wilds owner just like Monday morning, sitting down, got his coffee, got some juice, maybe some cereal or something. Pulls up his iPad, goes to the Athletic, and scrolls down. Oh, look, Zach had some words. <laughs> Good old Zach. Clicks on it and goes, "Oh, what the? Fuck? <laughs> what is this?" I imagine now I gotta fire him. Now I gotta pi- I gotta fire Paul. Come on. Imagine Paul reading that and be like, "Who's he talking about? Is this about me? Who's he talking about? Who's me? The am I? Man? Am I? <laughs> the fenster? I don't know why the fit man is just. Uh, I think that's. I like the picture of him calling himself that after he does a shout at a bar. And he starts. The fit man. I'm the fed man, baby. <laughs> starts like screaming. <laughs> The fat, you know who likes tequila? The fat man. <laughs> oh, God. But he's, uh, tell you what, he's, he's unemployed now. RIPD is status with the, uh, the wild. And he, RIPD, the fat man. But, uh, who could be the next GM of the wild? 
do you ask, Stephen, as you've been asking me every single hour since this firing? Uh, apparently. I have. I've been calling Craig every hour on the hour going, Craig, who <laughs> could be the next GM of the most important hockey squad of all of them, the Minnesota Wild? Waking up the text from steve that just says do you still not fucking know what are you doing and it's just in regards to who's going to be the next gm who is it who's the gm craig you gotta tell me i'm on the edge of my seat apparently ron hextall is at the top of the list but when i tell you the rest of wow garth snow and peter shirelli ron hextall makes sense for being at the top of the list that is a list right there and i think uh they added bill zito i think bill zito apparently is in the running too uh so it's 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 an all-star it's an all-star list and also, if uh, I think, I guess the angle too for the Flyers would be if Hextall went there, who would he take from the Flyers organization? But that kind of has already been canceled out. With uh, they, they fired off his inner circle with uh, Chris Chris Breyer. So I don't know. I, I think uh, Charlie mentioned Dean Lombardi too, and that is pretty much the only person I can take. But like, who cares? Like, if they do, like, if they take Liam Lombardi, like, who? Cares. Lombardi, Dean Lombardi is dedicated to the Philadelphia Flyers organization now. He is dedicated. <laughs> He's not going anywhere because Dean knows where his bread's buttered. He knows what's up. We need old Dino. Do you know what the uh Dean Lombardi's nickname is when he's at the bar taking shots? What's that? Dean the mean Lombardi. And then he takes a shot at tequila and then he challenges everybody to a fight. Who was the it's not, oh, it's not mean Dean? That- Wait, wasn't that Keith the Mean? Wait, Keith the Mean Jardine? Who was the UFC fighter from like years ago? Do you remember that guy? I have no idea. I don't know shit about UFC. I there are two things I really I very, will, there are three things I don't know shit about in this world, and I will fully admit it. UFC, any Bachelor related show, <laughs> and uh, NASCAR. Oh yeah, NASCAR. I know nothing about. UFC, I used, I watched it a little bit like years ago. And I don't think I've actually watched a live UFC thing since high school. Um, yeah, Keith, Keith Jardine. What is his nickname now? But uh, what was the other one? You said uh, NASCAR rest, or uh, NASCAR Ultimate Fighting. What was the third one? Oh, Bachelorette. Yeah, I don't watch The Bachelor either. Yeah. Or Bachelorette. Which, which is, is uh, what the charm is of the Batch Update. Beauty of it, yeah. T- tonight, you've got. We we don't have a lot of time to get this thing out, mostly because GarageBand crapped out on me. But we've <laughs> we're basically here to talk about Paul Fenton and the Batch. Yeah, that's pretty much it. This is uh. We were going to talk about UFAs. We were going to talk about the fact that you know, uh, Patrick Maroon is out there. Patrick Maroon could be the right wing for the Philadelphia Flyers, and he's got size. He's got size, and he's got size. I'll say it. Look. I'll say it. If they sign Maroon, you take that Bill Barber number seven out of the rafters, rafters, and you put it right on his back. Not even the jersey, just put the banner, and you say, this is yours now. Number seven is yours. Number seven, it's yours. Just got to bring him home. They can't bring him home, Patty Maroon. (laughs) By the way, he won the Stanley Cup in his actual home city. It's uh the Keith uh the Dean of Mean Jardine, which is uh, a pretty good I think it's a pretty good nickname. The Dean of Mean. Okay. The Dean of Mean I can get behind. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh I think he was on uh Here's to you, the Dean of Mean. <laughs> he was also the guy, shot of bourbon. 
Did you uh, do you watch? Have you watched Friends before? Have you actually watched? I don't know. If, we don't usually talk about Friends. We we don't. I'm not a big Friends guy. I have. It's the perfect background show now for me. So I'll throw it on when I'm trying to write or not focus on the television. <laughs> but there is one episode where uh, Monica's boyfriend is trying to become an ultimate fighter, and his first fight is against that guy, and he gets like murdered. So. That's why. That's my armor. They're like, a little fun fact about friends. It's all we could call up. this one. We could call this one the one where Craig told Steve about friends. <laughs> I was gonna say this is the one where uh, Steve and Craig share their opinions on Garage Band. <laughs> yes. Maybe. <laughs> this is the one where Garage Band died after recording for an hour. I was, and I was. Look, all I'm saying is, if there was one episode for it to happen on, I think the first week in August, where literally no Flyers news has happened, I think that's a good one to happen. Because now we sign. We were going to talk about the Flyers signing Patrick Maroon, bringing back Zach Ramaldo. Yeah, but uh, Ramaldo. It's a Zach Ramaldo is out there, and he's definitely not getting signed. Okay, look, I'm spitballing here. You tell me if you like it. If you're picking it up, are you leaving it? Maroon and Zach Ronaldo. I'm liking it. I'm picking it up. <laughs> I'm giving it a home. I'm paying its rent. <laughs> I don't think you need to do all that for a contract. But here's the bottom six. Limblom, Patrick, Maroon. Oh! Raffle, Lawton. He got his full name in there. Wait, his full name? <laughs> Patrick Maroon. Oh, Patrick Maroon. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Limblom, Patrick Maroon. Ronaldo, Lawton, Raffle. Or, get spicy, Limblom, Patrick, Ronaldo, Lawton, Raffle, Maria, why? Are we, why? I don't need to say these things. These aren't happening. These these are <laughs> spicy meatballs right here. These are the spiciest meatballs straight from the Italian stereotype man's kitchen. <laughs> I think if Patrick Maroon came here, he'd score six goals next year, and then everybody would go, "What's wrong with Patrick?" Maroon? And then we'd be like, "No, this is what he. This is him. <laughs> this is what he does. This is all he does." Pretty sure the last goal he had was that double overtime in Game Seven. That double overtime winner in Game Seven, which. I'll give it him was credit. An goal. A little important, kind of crucial to the whole winning the cup thing, but that was also the second round. So we went a couple games of that good old uh, Patty Maroon scoring in the postseason. I can't think of a good uh, good nickname for Patty Maroon. There's also old guys out there. There's uh, Patrick Marlowe. There's Joe Thornton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just go Is back. Patrick Marlowe going to retire? Like I think so. I swear to God, he, well, that Joe was, Thornton it, yeah. just will not stop. Yeah. Well, I think um, Wilson and uh, Doug Wilson in San Jose. Not Wilson from Castaway. Yeah. The volleyball. <laughs> Although, I think we may have the new Wilds GM. Huh? Oh, oh, Wilson the volleyball. Actually, that would be the great. That would be the great uh, test to see how bad Paul Fenton was. So just be that could. Who would do worse as a GM, a volleyball or Paul Fenton? And then just let a volleyball sit there for a year, and then you tell us if these actions that this volleyball did not do were worse than Paul Fenton going out doing stuff. <laughs> the volleyball did not sign Patrick Maroon. Paul Fenton considered it. <laughs> uh, uh, Doug, Doug Wilson, though he, I mean, he did cut ties with Patrick Marlowe at the right time. That's kind of a it was a little bit of a ballsier move at the time, but then when the Maple Leafs signed, everybody was kind of like, eh, 
Yeah, maybe not the best idea. And now, and now he got bought out. And uh, you know, maybe he knows something about Pavelski that the rest of us don't know. That's why I let him walk. So maybe he's not gonna do as well in Dallas. But I don't, I don't see that coming for Pavelski. But I was just trying to give credit to Wilson for cutting ties with old guys when they start to uh, go south. Because Thornton has lost a little bit, but he's not. Um, he's not. He's still useless. useful. He's still yeah, a great like power Marlo. play player and yeah. a great beard grower. A fantastic one, yeah. Marlon can't even grow a beard. It, it's probably time to call it a day. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's how, time how, for Marlo and me. <laughs> oh God. Wow. Uh, yeah, I want them. So I mean, the movie Mar- where Owen Wilson yeah, tries yeah. to to extend <laughs> Patrick Marlowe's career for another year and and fails miserably. I was going to say it's the one where uh, Owen Wilson takes Patrick Marlowe out in the back and uh, gives him the old yeller treatment. Oh, baby. <laughs> the last now that, that is actually the spicy meatball here. That's the spiciest of meatballs. The last uh, the last scene is just uh, Jennifer Aniston with uh, their family. I don't know if they were married or not. I never, I never saw the movie, but I imagine they were married. She's with the kids and you hear a shotgun blast in the back backyard in the show Owen Wilson. They just zoom in on his face and he's like, Wow, and then that's it. That's the end of Marlowe and May. So, wow. the 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 first part of the movie is just watching sharks highlights, and then for some that's reason, he, and then he lives with that's the family. Then he lives with the family. It's just watching them get booted <laughs> out of the playoffs year after year after year. These are jokes we can make, by the way, because you know the Flyers can relate. So that's the same level we can make these jokes. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's why we have to stop making all the Caps jokes. We got to stop making Blues jokes now, but we can still make fun of the uh, the Sharks, uh, the Leafs. I mean, I'm going to start making fun of the Lightning again. They're starting to do the whole choke in the playoffs every year thing. It's kind of funny. The wild. Well, the Wild are going to be easy to make fun of for a minute now. I mean, they've been oh, easy. Yeah. yeah they... Well, because really... the Wild are in a position where a great GM to bring in would be Chuck Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't. Why, like, two non-playoff teams just looked at each other and were like, "I like, I like what they're doing over there. I like what they're building in Minnesota. Let's let's bring in that guy." And then Minnesota watched one year Paul Fenton. They're like, "You know, I Dale Weiss wouldn't be the worst here. Let's bring in, let's get Hextall and see what he's doing. Let's bring him in." <laughs> Dale yeah. Weiss wouldn't be the worst here. <laughs> I think, I don't think, I think Hextall will be the best option out of the ones that I mentioned here. And that was without looking up to see who else could fill in for the Wild, but. Uh, I don't know if you'd be the right fit because they they seem like a team that should be going for it the next year or two just because they have a bunch of older players with bigger contracts and this might be the last year where they're actually or last year or two where they're actually uh, good. But I think if you bring in Hexel, I think the right approach would be to tear it all down. And I think they have, they have a bunch of older guys. And uh, the the problem is though, like I mentioned earlier with. Uh, Charlie talking about Zach Parise talking to Michael Russo and everything and how that may have gotten the ball rolling. Uh, it's, um, you know, they wouldn't fire the GM that Parise didn't like and then go and turn around and trade Parise, I guess. Like they wouldn't trade or they wouldn't fire Fenton because Parise wasn't happy with the direction of the team or wasn't sure where the team was going. And then they trade Parise because he was the reason why the GM got fired. Like, it just wouldn't make sense, I think. So I think if they, yeah. if they bring in Hextall, it would just be... I think they would try and bring in Hextall to try and do what Fletch is doing right now with the Flyers. So this is a this well, is nice. It's a nice change of pace. Well, one of the other things I read was... I forget. I think it might have been a Michael Russo's piece. It was something on the, on the Athletic 
But it, it essentially said w- one of the reasons that Fenton was fired was that they didn't like the way he was doing the non-player oh, yeah. Yeah, aspects yeah. of the GM job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Bill mentioned that too this week. And uh, yeah, so that right there sounds like something that would not be ideal for uh, Ron Hextall considering the, the rumors about how he treated the alumni and other members of the organization while he was here in terms of just having an inner circle that was kind of impossible to get into apparently. Yeah. Um, so you just go down the hall, like spit in Bob Kelly's face and say, get out of my face, Bob. <laughs> Not great, Bob. Just a uh, trip in Dornhofer. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just uh, giving what Willie's the moose DuPont. And they're like, all right, Ron, can you, can we not do this? He's, he's taking both the Watsons and like pushing them down flights of stairs. <laughs> Knocking the binders out of the hand of uh, Brent Flair. Well, Brent Flair wasn't there, but you, you get what I'm saying. Old Flyers players. Reggie Leach is still there. No, he's not. Where's Reggie Leach? Is he still in the area? Is he still alive? He's still alive. I am Googling. We're going to figure this out. Reggie Leach update. The RLU. (laughs) Early August. (laughs) Reggie Leach update. Is he alive? Reggie Leach. Reggie Leach is alive. All right. How old are we talking here? He is the nicest age. He's 69. Oh, I'm glad we asked. (laughs) So, I... Everybody knows the rule. When you're 69, you gotta you gotta live it out that year. So we all know Reggie Leach is doing this entire year. So he's living the dream right now. Craig, <laughs> trivia question for you: What is the name <laughs> of the last hockey team that Reggie Leach played for? Not NHL. The last hockey team. Uh, shit. You're no not idea. gonna get it. Uh, you're not gonna get it. it. I'm asking you because it's hilarious. Like I, the last it. hockey team. In 83-84 that Reggie Leach played for in the CHL was the Montana Magic. Oh, I want to see the pull up that logo. What's that, what's that puppy looking like? The Montana Magic. <laughs> Montana Magic. What league was this? CHL. The CHL, you said that, yeah. You're damn right. The, uh, I guess that would have been like the Canadian AHL. I don't because that would have been uh, today's CHL. Which we actually do have news on in this uh, this app, Stephen. So get excited. I <laughs> am so excited. <laughs> we haven't, you know, we haven't done this in a while. I feel like it only happens on the summer podcast too, where you gotta look something up. It takes a little bit of time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I you gotta, love when I, I, gotta add up. I like, I do like, I like that. We also haven't talked about what we're watching tonight since the middle of August. I had on, I actually had on Team Tennis, and now I have on some random minor league UFC thing, the UFA, whatever the hell that is. It's on NBC uh, Philly. But I just sent you the Montana Magic. Logo. Oh, shit. Okay. Pull this puppy up. Yeah, I'm oh, between my. things to watch right now. That's a pretty good logo. Uh, yeah, what That's do you watch? Pretty good logo. I, I, I'm just I'm trying to decide on something new right now. I'm not sure. Well, what are the options? Well, I'm out there. well, here's the thing. I'm not I don't have cable in my basement. It is I'm just using a Google Chromecast 
from my phone trying to I have to decide on what to watch. I, I can't just flip the channels, unfortunately. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. Yes. So like a couple like last week it was space balls, but that is uh, that's right, it's, on that. it's not space balls today. Mar Marlo and me? It's Marlo and me, yes. <laughs> wow. I should exclusively watch Owen Wilson content while recording the podcast. <laughs> you think like it would be like old Flyers games? It's like, no, no, no. It's got to be Owen Wilson content. I like the picture, going back to that movie, I like the picture of Marlo just sitting on the couch in like full uniform, petting a, petting a dog, and then Owen Wilson just glaring at him like, this fucking guy's pet my dog in my house. Not going to happen. What a bizarre movie that you've <laughs> drunk out there. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's in the works. We're trying to get some people for it. So far, I have nobody and there's no script written, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see where it goes from there. Godspeed with that, Craig. Yes. I'll, I'll see. We'll try to make it happen for our next podcast, but hey, yeah, we'll, we'll see what can hey. happen. We'll see. So we've talked about one, uh, former Flyers personnel, somebody from the Flyers organization, Ron Hextall and getting potentially getting a new job, but uh, another former, again, Flyers personnel. This is very awkward sounding. I'm not sure why, but another former Flyer of some sort uh, is has actually gotten a job. Yeah, and that would be uh, one assistant, former assistant coach, uh, Chris Knobloch, uh is now the head coach of the Hartford Wolfpack, who are the Rangers AHL affiliate. Um, this is the first time head coaching obviously since the Erie Otters back in 2016-17. First time coaching um, professionals uh, in his career. He had been working in the OHL and the WHL before then. So there you go. That is your one bit of actually Flyers-related news this week is, uh, <laughs> yeah, is now Black will be coaching in Hartford now. That is it. And, uh, yeah. I'm but, glad he got a job because I... I wanted Knobloch to work out here. It's a shame he didn't. And I I'm glad he's getting a chance of some sort, even if it's not what he hoped for at the NHL level. But uh, I, I think Knobloch had a tough situation. Uh, we've had a couple tries at talking this today. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned uh, Braden, you know, the loss of Braden Shen yeah. on the power play and Shane Gossis bears injury and, all big factors because Shen for all of his flaws was a very good power play player. Yeah. And, uh, in this time here, they, he and Drew seemed to get down the, the one time, uh, the one timer from the slot where Shen just sits and wait in the slot, gets a little bit of open space. And then Drew just tosses over to him from the top of the circle. And it was, uh, it was pretty money. It worked pretty well. And Hartnell was able to do it too. It seemed like that action was more based on Drew's passing abilities than, uh, Shen Hartnell's shooting, I guess, but you know, you still need to be good to do that. But uh, nobody, they the Katori didn't really fit in that role uh, in 1718, and they haven't really found a replacement since that. Paired with uh, Ghost knee injury earlier in this season, and then kind of lingering with him all year, I think were two big things that are just out of Knobloch's control, and he had to try and deal with it as an assistant coach for a franchise that went through a little bit of turmoil in the two years that he was here. So, uh, I I hope he does well in New well, maybe not hope he does well in New York, but I hope he does well to, with this next job just for uh get his reputation back a little, I guess a little bit. I, I think uh Good luck to him. Made things a little bit, yeah, here, but that's it. That is the only bit of news. Okay, let's talk about the real stuff now. You ready? 
Oh, I'm so ready. So first of all, as usual, I'm right. Uh, this is confirmed by our listener and friend of the show, Nick M., who shared an article with me titled, The Biggest Things Americans Get Wrong About Italian Food, According to a Chef. And then Nick highlighted a part of the article that says, yes, we do too much marinara sauce on food. And uh, we being Americans, and we should take less of it. And then Nick follows up with this. He, he messages me, hey, Craig. Big fan of the pod. It makes my job slash commute and the sad reality of being a Flyers fan infinitely more enjoyable. <laughs> Been meaning to reach out to you about this whole marinara debate for a while. I'm Italian, have worked in Italian restaurants, etc., and you're 100% right. Flooding anything with too much marinara is a bad thing. Many Italians will ask for sauce on the side, parenthesis myself included, and parenthesis. Maybe you should do the same. Hopefully, this helps put an end to this marinara debate and you have more time for tangy tent like batch updates. Nick M. So a couple things we can tell Nick M. doesn't like the marinara uh, debate because he wants to put an end to it. So no, we're talking about it. <laughs> but I am not going to look. I'm not gonna. I'm just not gonna get marinara anymore. They don't need to put it in a cup for me. I'm not doing more work. Like they should be able to just put it on my food. No questions asked. I, I'm not. No questions asked. <laughs> what, what do you have against big marinara, Craig? That's what I want to know. Again. The emphasis is not on the marinara. It's on the big part. And as Nick just beautifully described here, people are bathing food in it. It is the biggest problem at restaurants around the world, just too much marinara. And as I've said before, I will take your excess marinara. Give it to me. I will take all of the horrific stomach acid that may come with it. I don't care. I'll just eat a whole bottle of Tums and whatever. (laughs) I will take it. Snorkel me up. Put a scuba tank on my back. I'm going to dive right in and I'll take that marinara. So uh, Craig might be a whiner. He might not want the marinara. That's what we need to do is each time I go out to a restaurant where I may or may not have marinara, I will call you. We'll stay on the phone the whole time while I look through the menu. And then if I get something with marinara, we stay on the phone as the food is being prepared. And once it comes out, if there's too much, I will let you know and stay on the phone with you while you drive to the restaurant and then put it in a cup. I think that's our solution. We actually have an upcoming short film called Dinner with Craig, (laughs) where I go to dinner with Craig and he uh, just gets a big bucket of marinara and a a tiny plate of noodles and just cries. It's just just, uh, a guy in a white suit with the word marinara on his stomach, and it's just me beating him with a chair. That's all it is. 20 minutes that's what that short film is that's uh that's <laughs> it though that's the marinara update uh nick so, thanks for writing in buddy thank you as always we love uh hearing from the listeners especially those that tell me that i am correct that's uh, usually the best way to get on um, it, it doesn't happen often <laughs> uh i don't uh, do you have a segue from that to our next uh i don't have anything good for our next subject next subject we need to talk about it is from this is also from a fan friend of the show but I think we have to talk about this because there are so many angles to it. So many angles. Which which subject is or not this? Angle. The uh, spiciest NHL conspiracy ever. Okay. I, I, and this came I from. I don't remember if I've read up on this. Don't previously. read it. I, don't we, read it. Okay. I won't we, read it. We got tagged in a tweet from Topher John. Uh, this is a Facebook comment from who knows where. It does not matter. It's already out there. Uh, and it's real. So, quote, this is it. Quote. If you don't think the NHL is rigged, just think about how many times Chicago won the cut with Obama as president, 
and how many Russian superstars have won with Trump as president. Oh, baby! Now, that last, that second half of the sentence is a pretty big uh, assumption, I guess, that uh, you'd have to assume that, you know, Trump and the Russians conspired and everything, and that's a whole bag. But just, uh, that's, a, that's a whole, that's a hell of a take. That is a hell of a take. Like that is as paranoid as it gets. The league with uh, a ton of Canadian fans is just trying to let whatever city has uh, the president. That's who's going to win. It's all about the U.S. president at the end of the day. You saw all those times the stars won under the Bush administration. Oh, all those times the. Alabama Slammers won when Bill Clinton was he Arkansas? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Little Rock. I think he was. Also, the Alabama there. Slammers are a hundred percent not hockey team, <laughs> but they should be. It's where Jared Ross can play. Uh, I was going to say. So does that mean? Uh, well, is Del- does Delaware count? Like, do we have to? If this Delaware is true, doesn't count for anything. Okay. Well, then that means Joe Biden is the only way the Flyers win the Cup. Apparently, according to this guy's crazy. Uh, drawn out theory Correct. i just that's uh that's 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 a hell of a one-to-one put together there just looking at u.s presidents and which hockey teams have to get goaltending that year that's what that, what that is a hundred percent that is a hundred percent mailroom charlie kelly from <laughs> yeah. always sunny smoking a bunch of cigarettes drinking a bunch of coffee and thinking of pepe <laughs> sylvia as the connecting thread what uh okay so if this is true that means another russian superstar is winning next year on a team that hasn't won yet. So already got a Vetchkin. You got Tarasenko this year. That's the thing too, is like Tarasenko wasn't the prime player this year. He was I mean it was they talked a lot about Bennington. Patrick Maroon. Talked a lot about um Yeah, Patrick Maroon. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, a lot about Pareko. And then just off the off of the ice stories. Uh but I Braden Shen. Braden Shen. I feel like Brandon Luke Jen got to talk more about uh, Tarasenko. Uh, Luke Shen less. <laughs> so didn't, he get si- didn't we just talk about Luke Shen? What were we talking about? Who the fuck we're knows? probably talking about Luke Shen in regards to... Oh, we're talking about Paul Holmgren's... Oh, list. that's right. Yeah, and the whole JVR for... Oh, that, that nonsense. So. All right, well, that's it. That's uh, got a Marinara update. Marinara, I guess... Uh, Exclamation point. That kind of puts an end to the debate that I went. Uh, and then you got the spiciest NHL conspiracy. Uh, you know what that means, Stephen? There's only one thing left to do. Or there's two, but this is the one that the people come for. Yeah, we have one major thing left to do before my computer explodes. If you are angry about this podcast not being four hours long, it is because my computer has crapped out on me so much tonight after, <laughs> of course, I was singing its praises earlier. And... <laughs> I'm blaming the heat and the lack of air conditioning in my basement. But regardless, before my computer blows up and before I don't get any sleep tonight, it's time for the batch (laughs) update finale edition. Uh, And it's a little lengthy. Uh, That's what she said. But this is also for the batch update. And this is is uh... also that is also what the former GM of Minnesota (laughs) Wild said. He said about Matt Zicarello. Reaching in the piles and pulling out, I, I don't know, playing cards. Uh, Matt Zuccarello so, should be the next Bachelor. Hey, I mean, well, maybe. I, I well, yes. I think, uh, actually, I think friend of, our, our friend here might be the next one, uh, according to... Oh, Rupert. the rat? 
No. The uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Show on the Porch. Luke Pither? It's rumored to be, uh, just according to my inside sources, a.k.a. Ian, who gives me the badge update. Uh, Mr. Upset about windmill sex. <laughs> Look, we have more of that in this one, so get ready. Quote, after being sent home, Luke Pither comes back in the middle of the rose ceremony to talk to Hannah. Hannah is pissed and picks up the rose pony and moves it behind him while the other dudes are like, come on, bro, just go home. So Luke Pither's just like, I will not be denied. Luke Pither's doing the, I'm going to get one more shot of Jack Daniels at this Applebee's before they close the bar. And he, <laughs> nobody's stopping him. He is, he's doing it. He's committed to it. And he, yeah. I basically saw this scenario play out at a Pizzeria Uno in <laughs> Northeast Philly one time. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. You want to give details? Or? I mean, that's basically it. There was a drunk guy who just wouldn't leave at a Pizzeria Uno. Yeah, there's always... Uh, I think he was I ranting mean, about Donovan McNabb or something. This was many years ago. I, these all sound like... You, you've just started like 600 different stories by saying there was a drunk guy at Uno who was yelling about Donovan McNabb. In there's the, we yeah there are a million ways it was like the a franklin mills mall choose your own story there are a million ways the story can end we have no this is like you just described half of philadelphia <laughs> just, that's what i do <laughs> drunk in a nuno yelling about mcnap uh i'll continue mr Wormburner. <laughs> after luke finally leaves hannah has to kick off another guy and that's Pilot Pete. Now, I dubbed no. Pilot Pete. Yeah, out of these four that I barely know, I dubbed Pilot Pete uh, my favorite because I like his nickname. Yeah. And then, uh, I, was he the wind, windmill sex guy? Was he the one? No uh, idea. Who knows? We'll find out. Or maybe not. I don't know. The season's I, over. I have <laughs> a very short memory when it comes to the batch update. I'm I, shocked I remember windmill sex. I only remember it because it was so bizarre. I read, That's easily my favorite patch update of the entire year I is read. the windmill sex. <laughs> it was pretty good. But it was, what did we record last week? Wednesday? So like Thursday in the middle of the day, somebody was talking about like the the four finalists for the Bachelorette. And then, and I like, I was, I looked at the tweet. I'm like, I forget their fucking names. I just said their names yesterday. And I, I remember Pilot Pete and I remember Luke Pither and the other two. Uh, we're about to find out right here. Uh, ABC takes us to an interview with hashtag the pilot and Chris Harrison in front of a live studio audience shortly after where it's revealed that Hannah and Pete had sex four times in the windmill on their fantasy suite. Not My twice. God. So they really, they want the task in that one. He, he got the grand slam in the windmill. So good for him. Uh, that's <laughs> grand hard to do. slam in the windmill. <laughs> Considering the situation, you know, on TV, people watching in a windmill, that's pretty impressive to get the old four-bagger off there. But that's the shame he couldn't uh, see it out to the end. And it looks like uh, Pilot Pete's uh, plane has uh, crashed. So RIPD, Pilot Pete. Uh, RIPD, our friend. Yeah. Uh, Pete's family, there to support him at the live interview, gets a little too excited about this new info. His mom looked like she was about to high-five the whole front row. <laughs> that's when you know yeah i feel like that's a sign that maybe you're not really uh doing that well with the ladies if your mom's like cheering it on when she finds out that you had more sex <laughs> more oh! sex more sex more sex he does talk to girls all right uh and let's oh, he hear. does get laid 
the final two guys, Tyler and Tyler and Jed. There you go. <laughs> we didn't know the last two guys. Tyler and Jed now have to meet Hannah's parents and go on their final date. On their horseback riding date, Tyler tells Hannah that she, quote, crushed that horse, end quote. Um, excuse me? Like, does he mean, like, a fat-ass way to crush that horse? Or, like, I, she just did a really good job riding the horse? I think the second one, but he just didn't think ahead. Yeah, be my not, I would never tell, like, anyone that they crushed that horse unless yeah. they physically crushed a horse. Yeah, I guess it also... And I think they would know by the horse screams. Yeah. <laughs> if you hear screaming horses within the yeah, near you, then you know a couple uh couple big fellows are coming your way. Big people. Screaming horses, of course, being a uh, great Rolling Stone song. Screaming horses is a screaming trees cover band that uh isn't isn't as good. Just as you can tell. <laughs> yeah, that's the weirdest way to tell somebody that they did pretty good riding a horse, but uh Crush that good. horse, babe. <laughs> Looking great here, babe, crushing that horse, babe. Uh, Jed reveals that he scored a gig writing a jingle for a dog food commercial when Jesus hanging out with Christ. Hannah's dad. And later on, Jed and Hannah's one-on-one, Hannah gets sick on a boat and no one is wearing pants. Now, here's my thing. Oh, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot to unpack here. There is. And I want to point out that I believe last week or two weeks ago in Ian's batch update, he mentioned people on a boat. And then he told us that they were wearing pants. So I think Ian just has a weird fascination with how many pants are on each boat when they're doing well, one of these What's the appropriate <laughs> bottom attire for a boat? Should everybody or, be wearing swim trunks? Or he just keeps dropping it in here, so eventually we'll have a conversation to settle whether or not it's normal to wear pants on a boat or not. I don't know. Uh, Craig, do you know. know what my dad used to wear on the, the boat when we would go on fishing trips when I was growing up? Poncho. Cut off jorts. Jorts? All right. He, he, he cut them off. They were clearly cut out of jeans. <laughs> my dad, they were his favorite. And then my stepmom just threw them away one day because they were terrible. But Did they smell or are they just like cut off? Oh, I, I mean, I, I don't know if they smell. Okay. When you Number one, we went deep sea fishing and used chum, which is just. I the imagine they dis- smelled. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the pants smelled because number one, I'm not smelling my dad's pants. That's weird. Uh, number two, <laughs> I bet. the the thick the thick scent of fish guts was everywhere. So not a factor. But anyway, uh, my dad wearing his short shorts. Uh, very weird. Very weird. But you know, he was comfortable and good for him. Good for him. By the way, that, I that, that is boat attire <laughs> as I remember it from growing up. I do want to say, I'm aware that you're not supposed to smell your dad's pants. That's not what I was. I'm not saying. Get Good. Up. I'm glad you're aware. What I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying was that she threw them away because they were so bad that he could smell them like across the room. Oh, I, I, I no. Yeah. She just uh, was embarrassed that he wore them. Yeah, okay, I got you. It's <laughs> a good. I like that. Uh, let's see here. What else do we have? Uh. No, no, no. Yeah, I guess we'll move on to the next, uh, the next part of the uh, the update here. Um, Jed reveals. Uh, okay, then the two dudes go one by one to see who wants to marry. Uh, Hannah wants to marry. Tyler goes up and gets denied, but somehow Jed goes up with his guitar, sings a song that doesn't have a chorus or verse. Parenthesis, maybe the dog food jingle? Question mark and parenthesis. And somehow is chosen by Hannah. So he just removed all the dog food words from the jingle. I, I would like, guess so, yeah. <laughs> he, he just changed them like Jed. 
Yeah. yeah, you want some Jed? Yeah, you want some Jed full of horse meat and rat guts too. Yeah, you want some Jed in your life tonight. That's the jingle. I'm trying to think of song. Well, like... This was Jed, right? This was Jed, or this? Not yeah, Tyler? yeah. No, this was a. Uh, yeah, this was Jed. Yeah, because Tyler went up and he got the nine. I like to picture Jed just. Uh, changing a bunch of rock songs instead of like rock steady it's just rock jetty or something like that Ooh. but i picture it does all with acoustic all without um a chorus or a verse so also or he I, just changes songs where where it's dead but to jed so it's like jed and bloated <laughs> wanted jed or alive jed, yeah, and jed alive. or alive that's actually what he's saying is jed <laughs> or alive instead of dead or alive they want me to jed and alive nobody wants a dead nobody wants a dead jed Jed's a cowboy. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, shortly after, Hannah finds out about the girlfriend Jed had going into the whole season. Not good. Hannah calls him out and dumps oh, him. Wow, that's the disappointed Owen Wilson. Disappointment, Dad. Owen Wilson over here. Oh wow. <laughs> By the way, uh, I thought Kelly had mentioned. Or I thought it was Kelly. Maybe even Inch mentioned uh something about some rumor going on here oh no somebody tweeted that at us that there have been some rumor about a secret girlfriend somewhere along the line i just can't believe that this guy is still on the show i think i got that tweet like two months ago or a month ago so uh got to the final two though almost won it and he was almost uh almost two time in the whole time well as we all know second place is first loser yeah nothing wrong with silver medal he almost got there there is win the prize is hannah oh yeah good so deep so is that a uh, it's very poetic it, it was actually poe poe wrote that <laughs> i was gonna say that james joyce all right poe yeah all right uh next one hannah and tyler are reunited at the end of the show and they agree to have a drink so maybe maybe they do end up together steve maybe there is hope for us after all that this woman named hannah was able to go out with the guy named tyler and get a drink. And get a drink. It feels like they could have... Uh... Classic first date. <laughs> oh, actually, okay. So next line. Overall, the whole season ends with the Bachelorette asking one of the dudes out. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hell of a lot of trial and error to go through yep. to ask a dude out. I was going to say, that was a lot of work just to uh, watch two people agree to go get a drink. But it gave us some good podcast material. I'll never forget the the impact that these five people have made on my life. I'll, I'll remember them forever, and I'll probably write a book about them. But uh, that is the last bachelorette bachelorette update. Bachelorette uh, bachelorette update for a little bit. I don't know when the next season is, but once I, it's I believe gone, the next up, based on what I've heard from people, is oh. Bachelor in Paradise. What? Uh, when is that? Is that fall? Summer? I got no idea. Oh. We'll find out. We'll find out. I'll, one day I'll just have to wait for Ian to text me like I got him again. Like I don't know what you're talking about. I got a piping hot batch <laughs> update. Batch. I got a BU coming at you, and that's it. Uh, do you want to do around the league? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, buddy. God, Before my computer technology. blows up. Yeah, this fucking. They, they try their best today, Steve, but we push through. Want you remember this day forever? Uh, buyouts. Kevin Chattenkirk had two years left. Uh, so the Rangers will plan for four more years. Cap hit of one point four eight million this upcoming season, six point zero eight in twenty twenty 
2021, and then 1.43 million in 2021, 22, 2022, 23. Uh, Michael Stone had one year left, so the Flames plan for two more years. He's getting paid 1.16 million for this year and next year. Andre Vasilevsky stays in uh, Tampa Bay for eight years, 9.5 million a year. Sam Gerrard stays in Colorado for seven years, five million a year. By the way, we'll talk a little bit about that and the impact on Fervorov next week. Um, Vladislav Kamenev, uh, Kaminev, uh stays in Colorado for one year, 750K. AJ Greer stays in Colorado for one year, 735K. Max McCormick stays in Carol- or goes to the Hurricanes for one year, 700K. Michael McCarron stays in Montreal for one year, 700K. Dominic Turgeon stays in Detroit for one year, 750K. Is the uh, Max McCormick 7 going with him? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot. That is for a, that's a real deep cut. <laughs> I remember it. That's uh, that's not quite a year old, I think, that joke. But it's a good one. That was a good, that was a good one. Uh, Nikita Alexandrov. Taken 62nd overall by the Blues this year, signed his ELC. Marcus Kalyan Kieli, taken 139th overall in the fifth round by the Golden Knights this year, was signed his ELC. Nikita Gusev has been traded to the Devils for a 2023rd, 2021 2nd uh, I mean, and then uh, signed a two year deal with the Devils for $4.5 million a year. Brian Callahan and a 2025th. Uh, traded to the Ottawa Senators for Mike Condon in the 2026. By the way, I wanted to make or talk about the uh, Senators here for a second. So right Stop now, the bailing teams out of cap trouble. <laughs> well, that so that, and then I also wanted to point out how insanely cheap uh, Eugene Melnick is. In case you guys need another example, but upper limit of the salary cap is 81.5. Can't spend over that. You can't spend under 60.2. The Senators have the fourth lowest cap hit. Or first, or the fourth most amount of cap space right now. The teams that have fewer cap spaces or have more cap space than the centers are the Jets, who still have to pay Line A and Connor. Avalanche, you need to pay Miko Rantanen. And the Blue Jackets, you still need to pay Zach Wierenski. So there's a very good chance that they're going to be the club that is spending the least amount of money this year. On top of that, their actual cap hit for being the fourth, like, least involved team in the league is $65,859,999. They are they have more of a cap hit than they are actually paying in salary. So a lot of the players on the team have a higher cap hit than they actually have to pay them real money. They're actually only paying $63.1 million. So not only do they have one of the lowest cap hit clubs in the league, but Eugene Melnick is even paying less than that. So I feel really bad for Senators fans is what I'm trying to say because Eugene yeah. Melnick Melnick and Dorian are literally just going out there searching for the worst team to put out there to get above the the cap limit, which is it's fascinating that they just don't do something with that team now. But it's unbelievable. Um, yeah, it, it, it's going to eventually come to a head at some point. I think we'll, we'll see. Uh, Jordan Smaltz was traded to the Maple Leafs for Andreas Bjorkman, and John Marino was traded to the Penguins for a 2021 conditional six going back to the Oilers. Matt Cullen joins the Penguins uh, staff in a player development role. Blackhawks president and CEO John McDonough said Marion Hossel will join Chicago's in some capacity once his contract runs out in 2021. Speaking of another team taking on contracts, or balancing yeah. uh, NBA executive Dan McKenzie was named CHL's the CHL's first full-time president. Uh, Rap City Rush are now the Arizona Coyotes ECHL affiliate and Alex 
Marulo has become the majority owner of the Arizona Coyotes. He is the first Hispanic majority owner in NHL history. I hope I'm saying his name correct. I'm thinking that's Marwello. 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 There we go. That was right, right? Close enough. Yeah, that's good. I'm Irish, so I mean, it's not gonna, it's not gonna get much better than that. (laughs) You tried. Yeah, I tried. That's uh, that's it, Stephen. Uh, hopefully, uh, well, we'll be back next week. We have a surprise for next week. Um, We'll be back next week and the week after. I, uh, I, I believe that's when we'll be taking off for weeks. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, So two weeks from now, we won't have an episode. Hopefully. I might try and do another solo one by then. I don't know. I, I'd have to think. Just take your batch questions. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I could do that. And, and Craig, <laughs> just real quick before we wrap up, Bachelor in Paradise starts on Monday. Oh, really? That's what it says here. Okay. All right. Well, then, fuck, I, I guess we're not going to be stopping then. You're going to be getting batch updates for a while. You know what? We'll do that. Uh, the week we're taking off, I'll try and do a solo one. I'll try and slip a batch update in there. <laughs> there you go. I guess we'll work that you out. You should do yeah. it with Ian. Ooh, actually, that's a pretty good idea. Well, then I have to figure out. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I, well, the thing is, is I recorded the solo ones on my iPhone. Uh, so I don't, I'd have to, well, we'll have to figure that out. We'll figure it out. Figure no, it. no big deal either way. We'll, yeah. we'll figure out. Summer 10. Once, once they have the technology to let two people in different locations record a podcast i'll figure out how to do something with the end on well, the today app. i barely have that technology so i can't comment <laughs> i wasn't even going for that but man yeah your computer really didn't want us to fucking record this tonight it really it, did it, not it, and it, i'm it aggressive, so. yeah. but well uh, yeah on that note i'm gonna rush through the end here because i want to get this stopped and saved but uh follow us on twitter it's sports are bad it's Fly Purbly, Estee Bomb, BSH Radio, Broad Street Hockey. Craig's been doing some great solo stuff doing uh, well, Q&As, so be sure to check yeah. that out. And uh, be sure to check out uh, just all the great content we have pumping out all summer on Broad Street Hockey. Uh, like, subscribe, all that great stuff. Apple Podcast, Audio Trough, uh, three bachelors in a podcast, all that good stuff. Anyway, before my computer explodes, I am going to get out of here, but Thank you all for listening so much and sticking with us throughout the summer and our nonsense. And until next time, in the words of Gene Hart, good night and good hockey. Wow, 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 wow. Sorry, not sorry. Well. Hello, everybody. This is Fly Purbly. It is a podcast about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other hockey things, like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell, and Craig, but not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah! Wow, Slap, boom, boom,